It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And today in the Cookie Lab, we are exploring a great historic treat. That's right. We recently celebrated the holiday of Purim, the Feast of Lots. Oh, tell me more. I, I have lots and lots of questions. Chris. Yes. Have you ever heard the, the term, I'm sure you have heard the term, maybe some of our listeners have heard the term, the Megillah? Sure. It means like, yeah. a, it means like a, a really long story. It's a story. Yeah. So the, the original Megillah is the story of the holiday of Purim. And I think it's probably too long for our brief cookie podcast. One of the cookie, cookie Labrador retrievers is not being quiet at this time. They are guarding against Haman, who may oh. come to... <laughs> but Chris to is, is steal your Chris cookie. Has, Chris has mentioned the bad guy of the Megillah, which is, uh, his name is Haman. I mean, can we do like a nutshell thing? It's a it's a holiday in which a lovely young woman, Jewish woman, saves her people from extermination by a bad guy king, as, as happens periodically throughout history. Well, a bad guy uh, advisor, right? Right, a, right, right. Really, the, the advisor named Haman is the bad guy. Yeah. And it's this, it's when, the story. It's the Aladdin story, really. Kind of. Is it? Well, right, with Jafar being the bad guy? Yeah. Yeah. So go look it up. I'm your, not 100% sure about the parallels between Disney's Aladdin and the biblical story of, of Purim. This but is, anyway. This is not Purim Lab. You can go to your local library to find out more about Purim or, tonight, today. Or the, or the internet. You or know, another. Or the Purim cast. There could be a Purim cast. Yeah. So on Purim, one of the f- many fun things we do is eat a cookie. Love and the it. cookie is called Hamantaschen. And growing up, I was always told that it meant Haman's hat. Haman is the bad guy. It's a triangular cookie with some fruit or seed filling. Right. So it looks like a tri-cornered hat. With, kind of like the the Minuteman hats that we have around here. Yeah, with fruit uh, in the center, fruit filling. Yeah, because everybody center. because you know how like Paddington Bear keeps a, a marmalade sandwich in his hat. It really they should be called Paddington's hats. But that anyway, would be nice too. I love to eat this cookie. I it's kind of a sh- sort of like a short bready kind of cookie that has the the tasty filling or sugar cookie. And, And I've been eating it my entire life. I didn't try to make it until I was more of a grown-up. And I just rolled out the dough, put put as much jam as I could on the circle of dough that I had cut, and tried to pinch corners. Make a triangle. Bake it, and didn't didn't understand why every time I ended up with like a flat circle sugar cookie with a heap of jam on top. They open up. And it doesn't look anything like the beautiful triangles that you can buy from bakeries or or you see on Pinterest, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So there was a there was a conundrum about the how to keep the filling inside the center of the humantashen so that you could see the filling. It's not like a a bun. You can see the mm-hmm. filling, but mm-hmm. it There's doesn't like go spreading all over the place. Yeah. How do you keep the yeah. shape of 
so know how that is one so, conundrum that we had to solve in the laboratory. But I have another question historical before we go into that. Oh, okay. You, you were telling me that as a child you were told that that it was meant Haman's hat, but yes, it might not. Uh, you're leading me to believe that that <laughs> is an urban legend. I've made a discovery that... What, so the three classic fillings of the hamantaschen, I think, are prune, apricot, and a poppy seed filling. Okay. And there was already a cookie, either just like this or similar, uh, that was called montaschen. So Mon- taschen, mon, yeah. M-O-H-N, is the oh. poppy seed filling. Oh, okay. And And apparently... And maybe we need our um, fact checkers to look this up. Tosh, this would be in German. Taschen. Taschen means uh, bags, doesn't it? Wikipedia says that Hamantaschen means Haman's pockets. Okay. Which is like a bag. So I've never. This is mind blowing to me. So yeah. I just wanted to make a Hamantaschen that wouldn't open, and I have I have been exposed to culture a depth of cultural richness that had had previously been unavailable to me. Wow. And all you wanted to do was make a cookie. The moan the moan Tashin was an existing cookie. And it makes sense, right? It's kind of like a pocket with poppy seeds in it. Sure. Was and so some some hilarious person a thousand years ago or whatever was like, it's Hamon Tashin to make it be <laughs> to make it be Haman's pockets. What do we call that? Um, a portmanteau. So it's it's uh, a portmanteau, something. exactly. Portmanteau, it's yeah. like two words mashed together in in like jokey Middle Ages German dad humor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for it's a, jokey it's a Middle dad joke Ages from a, from a German baker in the year fourteen fifty. I don't know. Good stuff. Let's eat them and enjoy the fruit filling. My mouth is watering here. I can't yeah, wait so to Yeah, so tell me. I want to hear which one you're going to taste first. I gave you all the all the options. Do you have a recommendation? I have three here. I have a prune, a, mm-hmm. a poppy seed, and a apricot. Uh, yes. And I, I think I, all I'll say is that if you are saving room in your tummy to eat like a, one of them whole, for sure. The apricot one is homemade apricot filling that I made. The other two are canned fillings. Um, right. It was like a, li- a little bit of an experiment to see if that would make a difference. Um, let's let's go with the, the apricot one. The apricot one. one is the most homemade. Okay. Let, let's go with the apricot since you made the filling and the cookie dough. So this is just a rolled cookie and it's filled with delicious looking fruit. Are you ready? Here we go. Mmm. 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 It's perfect. I'm so happy with how it came out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the nice kind of dough that has, it's not quite flaky, but it's not, it's a little chewy. Then every bite. Even a little crumbly. Yeah. Every bite has that delicious fruit filling and the dough has a little citrusy flavor, maybe. Definitely Mm -hmm. lots of lots of butter there's there's orange zest in the dough Mm -hmm. and and it just kind of melts in your mouth and then you're left with and you have this chewy sweet but not too sweet apricot filling which doesn't quite have chunks but it's chewy enough that it's more like a marmalade than a than jelly so i would say even even thicker even thicker thicker than a yeah well that was part of the experiment right Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm Yep. Very good. Thank Excellent. you. I'm Perfect. excited. A 3.0. I'm so pleased. Hamantaschen. Yay! Now let's get down to the work. 
I did some research on how to make a hamantashen that won't open. And I came upon a chef called Tori Avey. And we have her recipe uh, uh, for the hamantashen and the filling, right? On our Facebook group. Right. And she did a beautiful job uh, explaining some key things that I had blown past in my usual hurry and enthusiasm for the project. And what what some of these components, key components are, I'll summarize for you. I had to chill the dough for a minimum of three hours. Oh, we know that chilling the dough is, is very important because that prevents the spread. Right. Which could definitely contribute to the to the unfolding of yeah. the folded up triangle. Sure, sure. So I did chill this dough for, I think it was six or eight hours until I was able to get back to the baking. The second thing that I learned was that you can't just use jelly from a jar from the grocery store shelf. Oh, so if I have uh, my Welch's grape jelly, I just can't fill my humintashin with that because it will... You could, but it will run and and spread and leak and mm. you'll get the cookies that I've been making for the past however many years. <laughs> I will get a, uh, a, a you rolled need... <laughs> cookie with a grape jelly covering. <laughs> Okay. You're halfway to a sandwich at that point. Yeah, you have to use a thicker filling. So I made, also from Tori Avey, an apricot pastry filling recipe that is so thick and stiff. They And, and then also, you should refrigerate your filling. So it's like maximum hard when you then put it in the oven. So you want a nice, thick filling paste like yeah as it as it paste like as it heats up it's not going to turn to a liquid right if it did you'd you would have cooked the cookies to a burnt crisp long before it would take a long time for this stuff to to soften up okay and you should only use one teaspoon of the filling oh you know my philosophy is generally like more is better i love i love apricot jelly i'm gonna put a giant glob on my cookie and it will just be more delicious that way no apparently the secret formula is a three-inch circle of dough that you can get with any measuring cup or drinking glass or cookie cutter that's a circle. And then you just put one teaspoon of this kind of stiff mm, filling. Less is better. And then you fold, fold, mm-hmm. fold. Mm-hmm. And there are, you know, pictures you can follow how to do it, but you get you get the hang of it pretty quick. I think perhaps in the past I might have been doing some just straight up pinching, pinching of yeah, the circle. But you want to fold it. But it's really more it of a folding. To create kind of an envelope kind for, the, of. for the jelly. But the, it has, the phone but in it my house opening. is ringing, so I think we should just wait a minute. Hello, this is Cookie Lab. Oh, President Obama, thank you for listening. I am glad that you like... <laughs> I would love it if President Obama would listen to to Cookie Lab. The I'm sorry, we, can, we do not have enough cookies to send... Yes, we do. For to, President Obama, we do. To you in Chicago. Where you're from. But we can... Except, you no, can join Hawaii. the Facebook group and Michelle... And the and the girls can make you some hamantaschen. No, I think I'm going to send him the hamantaschen. Did you know that when President Obama was the president, he used to have a Passover seder in the White House because he had so many Jewish I, staffers. That's he wanted why everyone to feel included. That's probably why he's calling. He wants to know about the hamantaschen. Okay, so then it is important how you fold it. Three round edges coming together to form this folded 
almost pinwheel kind of thing and not just pinch and squeeze and hope for the best. The three most important things for making humintashin. That don't open. Yes. Yes. If you want the ones that open, then, you know, have at it. But if you want the beautiful picturesque humintashin that we have on our Facebook uh, I'm so proud. Then uh, you want to chill your dough. You want to make a, a thick, thick, thick filling or buy like the poppy seed filling I had while you were mm-hmm. talking, Joe. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Well, Don't buy anything. I bought a can of poppy seed filling and a can of prune filling and they were increasingly soft. However, they didn't react as I would have expected. The prune was the most runny. Those cookies actually stayed closed. The poppy seed was kind of in the middle, but for some reason, those cookies opened up the most. So I would say, experiment however you want. I just don't recommend, like, jelly from a jar. Okay. These were also gluten-free cookies. Yes, I, as usual, substituted a gluten-free flour blend for the all-purpose flour that it calls for. And I was thinking a lot in the laboratory about these cookies as you were making them, and I had fear because your greatest goal was to make a cookie that stayed together, and it was missing the gluten protein, which forms... A which helps which helps things stay together, yeah? Right, it forms the scaffold of the cookie. So, Chris, because you know me so well... You did not share this fear with me before the baking. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> right? Because the whole time I'd have been like, oh no, oh no, they're gonna fall open. No gluten. They're fine, you guys. They're t- beautiful. I'm so pleased. But you used eggs in the recipe. One egg. One egg, and y- your gluten-free flour had in it xanthan gum. What's that? Well, let's 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 think about this for a second. So proteins form the scaffold of our cookies. Eggs have proteins in them and flour usually has protein in it, but one of the proteins that is taken out is the gluten. So scientists think of proteins as like a a, a bracelet filled with millions of beads. Right. And these beads are called amino acids and living organisms such as wheat flour make their and chicken eggs make their proteins from only 20 different amino acids. So they're the building blocks. You could represent them by twenty different colors of beads, and you make all these different bracelets. And imagine all the different variations of bracelets you could make with twenty different colors of beads. And the only difference in amino acids is in the R group or a side chain, and it's that part that determines how they interact with their environment. Okay. Proteins react all kinds of different ways. So if you think of an egg, and we talked about this, I think maybe last week on Cookie Lab, if you start with a liquid white of the egg, Mm -hmm. that is full of individual folded protein bracelets. And it's translucent. You can see through it because the proteins are spaced out far enough for light to pass in between they're, they're them. They're in stealth mode. <laughs> exactly. They're, 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 there's water in there. There's lots of water in there. And then there's the protein albumin in there. And it's just spread out so much that light can pass through easily. When we apply heat, we break the bonds between the amino acids. But the amino acids form new bonds with each other ac- across a different protein so this is called 
coagulation. And we learned about coagulation before when we were talking about gelatin a little bit. And as the proteins coagulate, they come closer and closer together and they trap molecules in between them. Help, I'm trapped. And they solidify and that solidifies the egg white light can no longer pass between the proteins you get a beautiful scaffold that you can build things on if you are a baker so we've got that scaffold in there and the dough when you when you cook a dough the dough is going to spread until the structural proteins reach a high enough temperature to solidify so it it spreads and spreads and spreads and spreads you must you would almost think that the heat would get it closer to breaking well it also dries out the water that is in between so it won't Mm -hmm. break as long as there's water and as soon as you bake it for long enough so that more and more water evaporates you get a drier and drier and crumblier cookie yeah that's why you can like break a cookie in half quite easily sure fingers now xantha xanthan gum is really just a sugar and it's produced it's so cool it is produced by a bacteria that ferments it ferments the sugars and the species of the bacteria is called xanthomonas campetris and so we call it that's a pretty find that on a on a personalized mug at the at the gift shop it's quite a name maybe we will put it on a cookie lab spatula (laughs) (laughs) on the handle so xanthan gum is special a special kind of molecule called a hydrocolloid which means water binding. Okay. So as soon as it mixes with water, it binds. I'm taking notes. It binds to the water and it makes a. A matrix. A matrix. Uh, Thank you. A matrix. A substrate. Like cellulose. And you know what cellulose does? Builds? The cell walls of plants. Yes. So trees are made of cellulose. So what does this have to do with cookies? Clearly, it's a great building structure. Oh, okay, yeah. So the xanthan gum, when it mixes with water or any liquid, it's going to make a nice matrix from which we can build our cookies. And this cookie stayed together even without the help of that... Protein, gluten. Su- superhero, yeah. Right. And, and so that is why I didn't really have to say anything to you to make you fear the lack of gluten holding your cookie together. Why? Why didn't you? Because I knew that the Zan- the hero, the superhero Xanthan <laughs> uh, gum. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. The Xanthan gum takes the place of the gluten for that purpose. Right. And there's Xanthan gum in lots of things. Ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a hero of ice cream. It makes a nice gel. A lot of salad dressings. Oh. Yeah, so it's lots of places. It's funny that you mentioned salad dressing because when the salad dressing is like really thick, like a ranch dressing or or like blue cheese dressing and it's not coming out. Yes. My father-in-law, Jim, told me that that is because it has thixotropic properties. Thixotropic properties. So... I'm not even 100% sure what that is, but I think of it when dealing with sludgy stuff 
like the apricot filling. Mm -hmm. I absolutely, last night, when I was, like, scraping it out of the cooking pot to put in a glass bowl to chill in the fridge, I was like, this stuff has thixtropic properties. It is a hydrocolloid. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, we are going to use all our big words this week (laughs) here on Cookie Lab, and that will keep us from eating all of these delicious cookies. Uh, High marks, full marks. Keep your paws off my hamantaschen, Chris. Oh, keep your paws off my hamantaschen, Jill. Uh, and and while we are doing that, please join us next week on Cookie Lab when we what will happen? We're going to we're going to fire up the Cookie Lab time machine. Awesome! Yes, I'm so excited. I'm tinkering with it now. Uh, Hopefully I will have it ready for our time travel next week. You guys aren't, uh, you can't see because this is a podcast, but Chris right now looks just like Doc from the Back to the Future movies. He's got like a white lab coat and goggles on. Yes. Yes. But also like gear oil on all over his forearms and my hair is white and and wild and i am trying to get the flux capacitor to work on my time machine all right so we will hop into the delorean and take you all around time join us next week on cookie lab it's cookie lab